Well, welcome everybody to RSF Radio. Uh, today's date is January 18th, 2018. I'm your host, Joe Monday, and you're listening to the only podcast where we talk about what's been going on on the front page of our Street Fighter. But before we hit the, gr- the good, good news, I've got the good, good word for you guys. I'm actually super excited about this because I've been working on it for so long, but for those of you, so there's some people who don't uh, go to the sub or know the works of Geef Jim. Uh, they just listen to the podcast. That's fine. Uh, but to let you guys know, uh, I released the latest copy of Geef's Jim yesterday. It was yesterday. I hit publish like at midnight on the 16th after checking everything. And it's overnight it became available because you know, it's a little inside baseball. Things are a little weird whenever you self-publish because you don't have any access to any real control over distribution. So like when it becomes available is not really that much up to me. Uh, but other than that, it's available now and I'm super proud of it. I mean, it's... I, I don't often say that about my works. Like this podcast is garbage. Obviously, you listen to it so you know. But this I feel very good about there's nothing really missing i feel from geese gym that would make it you know if you're coming to fighting games for the first time or maybe you're an intermediate maybe you're looking to get to an advanced level that's what i feel that this book can be used for um you find it online on our street fighter but the publication it's just like i don't know there's something about like this and for the people who are watching the video it's like I'm holding it. It's like, it's got a good feel to it. Like, it's a really hard thing to describe unless you've held it in your hands and you go, oh, no, I get it now. It's like, it's like soft in a weird way. It's like weird when you're describing physical literature. But anyway, super proud of it. Uh, And that came out uh, just yesterday. So super stoked about that. You can find it on Amazon. Um... There's the, the current link showing in the video form, and I'll share that in the comments, in the comments section. But let's get to the news. Enough about that. Let's get into stuff to you know, what you guys want to talk about, because you know AE's out, so we got a lot of that to talk about later on. Um, but before we get to that, some pre AE news that I want to talk about. Uh, coming up on the twentieth, uh, we're running a tournament with Players Lounge, which is kind of a new website. Uh, This is headed up by Sheldon. If you know who Sheldon is, he frequents our online tournaments, and he took it upon himself to run uh, this tournament for Players Lounge. And basically what it is is a free-to-enter tournament, and there's cash prize. Uh, So I'll share the link uh, where you go to register. I think they're like a new bracket site that's looking for, you know, advice on how to get into sports uh, so maybe bear with them if things seem a little unfriendly or broken towards you know people who are in the fighting game community it tends to be that way sometimes I, I find this often to be true with new bracket sites is that they none of the people working for them know anything about fighting games they mostly only ever come from like your big actual esports and I say like actual esports with like quotations because like like where the money is with like your leagues and your dotas and what have you but then they come into the fighting game community and they say we would like to run a fighting game tournament 
and you, you go, none of this is set up the way that people play fighting games at all. Matches don't last an hour, they last like a minute. But anyway, uh, I'm gonna provide the links for that. It's, again, free to enter and cash prize, so why the hell not? It's on Saturday, so check it out. All right, moving on. Let's actually fix these levels, hold on. Didn't do this last time. Uh, so here's some fun news. I wanted to include this because I was it made me a little nostalgic to, to think about. But Sega announced that they're going to allow some legacy controllers. What I imagined is maybe some patents, maybe, you know, turned over. So now they're made available. Uh, I only brought this up because I had, like, the first time that I played Street Fighter at home was on the Sega Genesis. And we actually had the old Sega pad and nowhere near the quality of what things are today in terms of parts. Like you don't hear that. You didn't hear that clack when you hit the buttons on the Sega pad or fight stick. You heard like a deep thud of like eighties gray rubber. I don't know if that defines the sound that it would make, but like that specific 80s style gray rubber had a certain you know, thud to it that when you hit those buttons it was like oh none of that is satisfying in any way but it's better than holding the three button controller and then having to press select to get access to my kicks that's not that's not fun to do with a sega genesis controller but i mean this extends beyond fighting games because it's going to allow other controllers as well however i just wanted to bring it up because i thought it was fun and i had an old stick myself an old sega stick growing up and Hit the hit that, that nostalgia center in my brain made me happy. Uh, so what happened? Oh, I did the reveal on this one bad for the people watching the video. So the character poll for the 30th anniversary, Street Fighter 30th anniversary. If you remember a couple episodes back, we did some. I brought this up on the CFN or Capcom's CFN site of they're doing character polls of who's your guys' favorite. Who, what characters do you like? And it had basically every conceivable character in the Street Fighter lore. It even had Captain Sawada, which I thought was a hilarious nod. But it's over. The poll is over. They've heard your votes. And now we know who is the most popular of popular characters. So going down the list. And this is actually surprising to me. I feel like this list was surprising, but let's get through it. Number one, Sakura. I should bring up as well that people voted on this, mostly voted on this before season three characters were announced. So all of all of this information was gathered mostly prior to the announcement of Sakura, Sagat, Blanca, G, Falk, and uh, Cody. All of this was announced before then. So people thought, you know, maybe if we vote for these characters, they'll include them in the next season. But anyway, Sakura, number one, with a bullet, going down the list. Number two, Makoto. Uh, that makes sense because pretty popular character. She's fun. It's fun to play in the games that she's in. Uh, Jury came in number three. The Waifu City, one, two, and three. There you go. There you have it. The surprising one, Q, number four. I mean, I love Q. Don't get me wrong. I think he's great. I think that he makes sense in in Third Strike. I, I don't know if he belongs in Street Fighter V. You could probably make an argument to what his V-Trigger and V-Skill might look like 
if he is ever in Street Fighter Five, but I don't know. I like him where he is. But also, there was that uh, in the costume reveals for for season three for the rest of the characters. It looks as though G has an alternate Q costume, so I don't think he's ever going to be in Street Fighter Five. But that's just that's just my gut check. Uh, number five, Cody. So we're already at number five, and we've got one, two, three characters who are already in Street Fighter Five. Very interesting to think about. Number six, Chun Li, obvious. Number seven, Sagat, again announced for season three. Number eight, Akuma. Number nine, Ryu. I feel like Ryu should be higher. It's just a gut check, but then here we go. Number ten, Blanca. Blanca, I thought everybody hated. Him. I thought he was the troll character, but then there's like the troll vote. Got to take that into concern. But I know I think that's a funny number ten. I would not have guessed Blanca being the top for how vocal people are against Blanca, but apparently Blanca's a popular character. I mean, I love Blanca. I didn't vote for Blanca. My my vote was not represented in this top ten chart, and we all know what red oil Turkish wrestler I'm talking about, who has not been represented in this list. God damn you, Capcom fans. This isn't a goddamn you to Capcom. This is a goddamn you to all the fans who don't love that blue-haired oil wrestler. How dare you? How dare you not vote for the one true and your one true oil god? Well, anyway, that's the list. And I think it's, it's interesting to see how many of the season three characters were present on this list. I mean, all of the returning characters are on this list. Which is like, that's kind of weird to me. That feels weird that they took all that information beforehand. Like before they had worked on any of the characters, I would assume. And then from this list formed, they didn't form it from this list, but like they formed this beforehand. And then I guess they got good at guessing or maybe we got good at guessing. I don't know. Maybe you wasted your vote hoping that they bring Sagat in Street Fighter Five. Well, guess what, Chump? They're already doing it. Um... I would have expected to see Chun-Li higher. I think Jerry makes sense. For the people that would know that this poll existed, I think it makes sense that Jerry would be up near the top. She's pretty much a, in the deep state of Street Fighter fandom. She's number one with a bullet, I would almost argue, over Sakura. But, I don't know, Waifu City up top. But, anyway, moving on to the next bit of fun before we get to a stuff. I want to give a congratulations to K-Brad. I uh, got picked up by a new uh, new team, Ghost Gaming. Um, don't know much about him, but I wish K-Brad luck uh, in his new sponsorship. That's that's cool to know that people are, are supporting K-Brad. Uh, I'm probably going to build a team probably around him. Uh, I have to look into that at some point in the future. Hopefully things go well for Ghost Gaming and K-Brad. Wish him the best. All right, next topic. Uh, here's some tech that came out prior to the launch of AE, which isn't necessarily affected by AE patch notes. It's just stuff that came up. I want to give a, and before we get into AE stuff, I want to point this out and say two things about it. This is a collection of Zeku tech by Silent Shadow on Twitter. Uh, and it shows a whole bunch of setups, a whole bunch of really interesting niche things for Zeku. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot of info. It's a lot of Zeku information, uh, and a lot of it is formatted through videos that have been posted to Twitter. Um, I want to bring that up early because that's going to be a running theme within the FGC of people posting things to Twitter 
videos to Twitter without any kind of. I mean, this one was this had Zeku hashtags with the with the posts, but not everything that we're going to see later on in this episode has. I guess proper filing on Twitter, but Twitter's a terrible service to search things through anyway. We're going to talk about this later, but I just want to bring it up that people, there's a lot of tech that you can find on Twitter, but you have to be, you have to know where to look. You have to dig it out. You got to have some, you have to hire a private dick to look through all the Twitter information and dig up the good stuff. You got to hire your dick to dig through Twitter's pants and bring out all the gold. But, bring it up early so here's some cool stuff i love this i love i love it when players and people from the community make these huge passion projects to do incredible things within the fgc and this is one of those things i cannot stress this this enough this is such a useful tool uh sf5 diff is basically a hitbox viewer for everything you can go through every normal specials all that stuff you can see it all frame by frame as everything listed in a very easy to see and interact with it's fantastic uh and this was compiled by i as i didn't ask him how to pronounce his name because it's just it's wid w capital w lowercase y lowercase d capital d his name on twitter but uh, look this up. If you have any question about how Hurtbox has been changed, guess what? You can find it. Uh, so let's just look through here. Zangief, of course. Let's check out my man Zangief. What moved? That's okay. It even has all this stuff. Look at these up. It has all the versions from launch to AE. It's It shows you everything. You can see it. It's fantastic. Uh, you can see the whole history of how things have changed. I, I love this so much. So let's look at 2LP. You're going to have to go with like number ped notation here. Animate notation. Blah. 2LP. Let's take a look at 2LP. Crouching jab. Look at that. In the corner, you can see what it is. Ooh, let's take a look. Let's run that script. Boom. Okay, frame one. Frame two hasn't started up yet. Frame three, there's the hurt box. That's a patch note that, that wasn't announced yet, by the way. It didn't say our box extended beforehand, but now we can see that, and that sucks. I have to whisper that because that's a secret. That's a secret. There's a lot of secret changes to, to AE that haven't been talked about. This is one of them. This sucks. I hate this. Uh, crouching light punch. I got, oh, got nerfed. The range on I got nerfed. Look at all that. You can see it all. You see where the hurt box is. It stays out pretty long. Oh, man. Retracts on frame 10, but he's still in recovery. But you can click through each frame and you get to see it it's so much fun i love this i love things like this it's such a a fantastic way to document information and have it easy to read and easy to see uh, by anyone who wants to use it hide unknowns show unknowns oh it's so good like it's even honest about that like what is unknown about this i don't know i don't know what that means it, well I kind of do, but I'm not going to try to explain it in podcast format without showing you guys in video format. But that's not what this is. This is a podcast. How can I show hitboxes in audio format? Well, anyway, I love this. So huge, huge, huge community thank you to WID. And go check out this tool. If you have any question about what your hitbox looks like, 
for anything that you might that your character might have look this up it's just the hitboxes it shows you exactly what you need to see i love it moving on to the next topic okay interesting because that thing that we just that we just saw were all the changes we saw the crouching light punch her box extended before it became active. That was not listed in the patch notes. Uh, so, Omniver... Om, hmm, om, hmm, ominous... Ominous Games. I, I wanted to say Omnivore Games, but that's... You can't eat all the games. Median Veggie Games. You can't eat all those. It's, it's, it's Ominous Games on Twitter. Started posting AE patch notes... Uh, for things that were not listed in the original AE patch notes. So if you have any question, follow this link uh, in the comments or the description of the podcast or the video and look up this, this link. Look at this guy's Twitter. What you have to do, though, is dig through it by you know, revealing most of his timeline, doing a Control-F, or just trying to find it through that, and search a character's name to find his listings, on on your character and you have to do it by control F because you can't just search a change because all of the changes are listed as an image so let me try and explain what I think is a downward spiral of FGC information we have take we have taken not even just leaps backwards in terms of availability of information and it is killing me. It is killing me on the inside. Um, and I'm not trying to say that there's any bad... It's, it's, it's not bad to post information on Twitter. If you have information and you want to talk to people immediately, it's not bad to post something on Twitter, but try and back it up in some way. But think about this. It's 2018, and we're getting updated, true patch notes from a member of the FGC through Twitter in image format. Just post it as an image. Think about that. The, the notes themselves cannot be searched or dug through because they're in an image. You can't do a control F for that. I mean, there's ways around that, but not ones that a normal human will use. And you can't search for the change anyway because it's, it's listed, again, as an image. How well will this be archived? Because... As of right now, if he just starts making a whole bunch of shit posts, it's going to be buried in the tweet storm. Someone pisses him off and he pops off on somebody. The line of tweets, mussing, gussying up the, the works for everybody else. Then they're going to be buried. Then you got to scroll on down, reveal more, or search through all of his history of posts. What happens in the future when people are looking for this? Like, there's... None of it is archived. None of it is searchable within like a month. Like a month from now, you won't be able to find this. It's blowing my mind. Like I can't, I can't think of a less user-friendly way to search and find information. Uh, people could post things to Reddit. I mean, this was posted to Reddit, to our Street Fighter. That's great. That is a, it's a moment in time where you say, there's where it is. There's the, there's the notes right there. And you can search that post. Reddit search is also very bad. It's not good. Uh, there are ways to you know, put 
like search only for guides. But as it is right now, this is if you didn't if you weren't on Twitter and you weren't following anything on like our street or at Street Fighter or Capcom is not retweeting this stuff. This isn't in the patch notes. It's not there to a regular player, but here it is on Twitter in image format. If if you are not plugged in, if you do not have your thumb on the pulse of the FGC, you'd have no idea that this existed, that this existed at all. You'd have no access to this information. And I feel like that's crazy. Luckily, SRK Forums is, is going to exist in the future at some point. I'm really glad I caught that on last week's episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we ran... That was like the first announcement that SRK Forums was going away. And then immediately after, like during or immediately before recording the podcast, there was an update that they've been resurrected. So that's incredible. So there, there will be forums. There will be a way to search through forums. But again, people have to go to the forum to post this stuff. I, I don't know what a happy solution is. I've, I've tried to think of, of different reasons and ways around it, but I, I can't work my way out of this, out of this information problem. Because it makes sense. So it makes sense for Ominous Games to post this stuff on his own Twitter uh, have people follow him like he can he can benefit from people wanting to see the information that he has he can personally benefit from this don't want to take that away from him I'm so happy that he's going through and documenting all this stuff that's so good the work itself is fantastic I love it but I don't know where it's going to be in a couple of months and that to me is very disheartening because good because players who are starting now because there's a ton of players starting now a lot of people picking up geese gym to learn the game a lot of people are doing that a lot of people are getting into this because they heard oh i heard street fighter 5 was finished i want to pick it up now and actually try and learn it a lot of people like that let's say they get hooked and then months later when they actually start improving and start caring about frame data and start caring about hitboxes and hurtboxes much later not right now much much later how are they going to know how are they going to know what changed that I would love to have the answer to that question and I just don't and it hurts me uh, so maybe if you have any suggestions write in let me know that, that I want to know I want to fix this problem I want the community to, to rise up and I don't want anyone to be left behind well I need to move on from this topic because I'm going to hop off my soapbox here and stop ranting about it but let's give some some props let's some raise up some people within the community again so I again Ominous Games, like huge props to you, dude. Incredible work. I love it. Also, huge props to Baphael. His character tutorial series continues with Sakura. She's a new character, out 2018, arcade edition. Uh, and much like he's done for all of the characters, and much like he did for, here's like the other secret, is he did this for like everybody in Street Fighter 4 as well. Um, Go through this guy's YouTube history if you care about any other older games and maybe ask him to, to cover old games as well. Uh, but he went through and updated his guide to include Sakura. It shows a bunch of bread and butters, shows anti-airs, shows uh, meter management. A lot of really good early to know basic stuff that if you wanted to learn how to play Sakura, this would be good information to watch and learn. And it's seven minutes long, seven and a half minutes long, very brief. Uh, but 
succinct video that gives a good bit of information to like really get a start with the character. Uh, so check that out if you have any interest in learning the character. Uh, it's really good information. And give Baphael a follow. He has, and look at his older videos as well if you care about learning all the older characters that exist in this game or other older games. Uh, very well worth it to dig through his archived information. Alright, moving on to the next topic. Sticking with AE. We're on the AE slope right now. The rest are AE and there's like two dozen more posts to go through. We're like halfway through this podcast, so buckle up, folks. Time to go. Uh, something that happened, and you might know this if you've been playing AE, but some my biggest fear has been assuaged. Uh, in that, in in ranked, after you find your opponent, you get to select your V trigger. I was so worried, and I was saying this beforehand. I think I've said it on this podcast. I've definitely said it uh, during the weekly tournaments that I was worried that you'd have to select your V trigger beforehand before you get into a matchup. And I'm I kept thinking how bad that would be of not knowing what character you're going to play against and having to select beforehand. If you think, well, I wish I really had that other V-Trigger in this matchup. Matchup-specific stuff is important. Um, so I'm glad that that they did this. But then this just made me think, you know, why not just have character select after, after the match has been made? I get the argument. I understand it, that this would save some time uh, for people who pretty much know that they only want to play one character and are only going to play one character for a long set of time. I get that. Um, and to that I say, well, if you're going to... Like, we're already going to a select screen. So what if there's, like, one select screen before this where you just keep mashing A? And it would take maybe, like, one second. And if the majority of people are going to play one character anyway, then there's just one more second. Which, I mean, they fixed some load times, which we're going to get into a little bit later. But I don't know. To me, it... Uh, I mean, it's I, I don't necessarily care because I don't really play a whole lot of ranked anyway. I mostly just play through play friends, uh, through matchmaking. Uh, it's the best use of my time, in my opinion. But uh, I'm glad that they've made this change, that you can select your V-Trigger afterwards. That huge like sigh of relief that they didn't mess up that bad. I'm very glad about that. Uh, some other changes. Some people said that perhaps... I saw reports, people saying that perhaps, perhaps, mayhaps, the input lag on Street Fighter V has been reduced with AE, uh, but uh, Display Lag did their test the exact same way that they did it beforehand and received just about the same results as last time. They got 6.3 frames of input lag, which is within a very small margin of error it's like a one frame margin of error really from the last time that they did it which in the way that they test it is like totally fine um, effectively showing that there has been no change to input delay in this update of the game uh, people were wondering this because well we knew beforehand because uh, I think it was said on a WSO stream where people were wondering are you going to implement the the Unreal Engine uh, patch that reduces input lag by two frames. People were asking that. Uh, they've they've since kind of come out in front of that and said that there are some people within Capcom circles have said that yes, they are working on it, uh, but it has not been included in AE. 
and the display lag kind of proves that in that test from before operated the exact same way afterwards uh, shows same input lag when tested the exact same way now there are other people out there testing the input lag uh, in other methods and show the input lag being around four frames of input lag which I mean I don't know uh, it, that, that's good that's better um, but it has not changed so I when it comes to knowing the exact amount of input lag, the community tends to always go with whatever display lag says for what it's worth. It's probably not that smart to put all your eggs in one basket. However, uh, that's the community standard. Uh, other people have tested and come up with other things, uh, which is fine. Uh, it's good to have multiple sources to say what your information is, but they're kind of... I don't want to say like all over the place when we're talking about a two frames difference, but like in fighting games, the two frame difference is like kind of significant when we're talking about just input lag. So I'll leave that one up to you guys of who you want to trust, what information you want to trust, what you ever want to say it is. That's fine. That's up to you. It's up to your judgment. Use your best judgment, not your worst judgment. Use your best judgment or your mediocre judgment uh, and go with, go with God. I don't really care. Uh, but to be clear, Display lag tested the exact same before and after. No change in input delay with a update. However, I will say that they are working on it. Some other updates, some graphical changes. Uh, remember how Cami started to look real bad after the 1.04 patch? Well, guess what? Uh, those textures have been fixed. Um, it. I know this isn't the Ken's face graphical upgrade that you guys were thinking of, or maybe the clipping. A lot of that stuff still exists. There's a lot of weird weird graphical errors or I don't know if you call them errors because they might be intentional at this point I, Ken, Ken's face is intentional they intended that they intended that face to be the face of Ken I suppose it's odd to me but that has not been updated just some texture fixes uh, on Cammy's I don't know if there's been other things that have been fixed uh, in in this version of the game I haven't dug into it that deep uh, however, there have been reports that small, small graphical fixes have been upgraded. I mean, just looking at it, the whole presentation does seem to look a little bit better. I kind of like the lighting a little bit more. It's it's a good package in A. Um, I think they did a pretty bang-up job. Uh, and other people seem to think so, because I bring up this review. I, IGN, surprise, surprise, gave it a very high score of 9 out of 10. That's a very high score. That's a very high score for Street Fighter V. Uh, and I won't really get into the weeds of what is said about the game and how it's taken. I, I couldn't even tell you who wrote this article. I didn't read it. I just want to point out, the, the reason why I want to put this out, I mean, I, I might go read it after this, and I might recommend you guys go to read it if you want to have an opinion on someone else's opinion on a video game that you may or may not like of Street Fighter V. I only bring this up because... Uh, it brings up the good thing that I think Street Fighter V should have done, uh, and what I'm glad that they did with AE, is that they got the name change, and they're getting good reviews out there in front of likely casual players who would be reviewing games. And this game, I think, fits well, or better at least, in the hands of a casual gamer if it's better in the hands of someone who is casually approaching fighting games, it has a lot more for them to do. It is 
the package that it is almost the package that they promised before launch we're almost there uh which we're gonna get into in a week from now whenever the community feedback thread is posted for arcade edition uh so hold on to your votes we're gonna let it stew for we're gonna let it marinate in the changes let you guys think on it for a couple of days sleep on it write that letter let me know uh in a week or so we're gonna get that poll back up see what we can remove from that list and see what we can maybe add to it uh but i just think it's it was a good thing to to change the name get new reviews uh and hopefully bring new players to the fighting game community because this is this being a very entry-level game saying that yes this game has things for for brand new players to do and single player content it's got that that is a good lasso for a lot of casual people who are casually interested in fighting games and say what you will about street fighter 5 and it actually being good for new players i think there's a really good argument to say that it probably isn't um i have made that argument in the past but it's a good starting point um and it's a good way to get people excited about fighting games and get people thinking about fighting games because fighting games are really good right now it's 2018 there's a lot of fighting games out there rising thunder <laughs> rising thunder free to download check that shit out um that's kind of a side plug, but that's why I want to bring up this review is that it's out there. People are saying high praises for AE, which it's good to hear people positive on fighting games. That's a weird novel idea. Okay. Actual good stuff fixes for AE. Load times updated. Boom. Uh, they are reported to be about the same as the, the tool assisted mod for PC players. So if you had that mod installed it or saw someone who had that mod installed, and said, man, they are blazing through these menus. Guess what? You can do that too. And that flashy intro we were worried about that is like, man, that looks like it adds some some seconds beforehand. Didn't we give a criticism that it shows a lot of animations that you can't skip through? That's what the tool system mod did. It allowed you to skip through all that stuff automatically. Why are you doing this? Uh, but turns out, after the launch of the game, boom, you just press start. You can start through all that stuff. And it, as soon as it's done loading, boom, you're in. Uh, which is exactly the criticism people had, and that's exactly the change that was made. Uh, so that's awesome. Uh, people getting, I, I have said before in the past that Street Fighter V does not really respect your time as a player, and this is a good, this makes good on that. This says, okay, we heard you. Um, we've, we've at least fixed some loading time, so good on you. Good on you, Capcom. You did a good, you did a good job. Got things down to the tool system mod that was out a while ago. Speaking of which, the tool system fast load mod, if you have that installed, uh, un uninstall it, get rid of it, because you won't be able to to launch the game. Uh, There's people who might be coming back to the game thinking, uh, I've had a mod installed, I think, but I can't launch the game now with AE, what's happening? Um, this is something that happens. I've also heard that you cannot get into matches or you can't launch the game if you have a legacy controller attached to your system prior to, to like starting it uh, I'll try to include that one as well I couldn't fit it in with everything that I talk about here uh, people who are watching the video but uh, there are things that are breaking the game at load uh, so if you are if you haven't got a yet and you have the tool system mod in rip it out because you don't need it anymore. Um, 
the game does a good enough job by itself and also you won't be able to launch so there's that too okay next up other fixes battle lounge you can now sort by similar league standing number of players and time of creation those are good things um, those were again criticisms held against street fighter 5 through the community feedback list which have been addressed uh, you can you can set a bunch of filters will they always work all the time depending on player availability like probably not i've seen a lot of people say that i've searched only for fives and i see threes on this list well it's like maybe there's only threes in your area man or maybe you're the three if you see oh what's the saying that if if you run into an asshole that's unfortunate but if you run into assholes all day you're the asshole i think is the saying so maybe if you run into threes all day maybe maybe you're the asshole well regardless there are new ways to search for more players um filters through rank uh, region all that good stuff uh so good good changes coming to coming with a also improvements to cfn uh you can view your replays without having to add them to your replay list, which was Banana's way to do it anyway. So if, if you just start getting in with A, you'd be like, what is he talking about? You just, of course it makes sense to just look at replays and view them. Of course that makes sense. Of course that's the way you should do it. Uh, and that's what they've done. So they did the, the thing that we thought uh, it should have been in the first place, which is awesome. Uh, so now you can just go through that list and play them. And also you can just play them, you just let it roll. So you can just sit back and just let them let your scrubbiness wash over you as you just get bopped by by bronze kens all day you just let it wash over you uh, that is something that you can do if you so wish um i don't mean to throw shade on people getting bopped by bronze kens i just just making a joke you guys but just pointing out the fact that you can just let your you see if enemy plays play right through uh, i think that's awesome it's a good fix good fix okay moving on to uh, other things that they fixed uh, jab anti-airs they have fixed most of them there's a lot of people saying that they haven't fixed jab anti-airs that's bollocks that's a load of bollocks uh, to which as soon as I saw a lot of those I was like this doesn't look like it's tested the proper way at all uh, and a lot of people caught on to that as well and so if you are testing jab anti-airs which some still do exist uh, in certain instances that's fine uh, test it out right uh, and this post kind of clears that up of you know it's like the it, it's one of those things that teaches you how to to learn, like look for bad information so it's like the more you know it's like a more you know post where you know here's how to spot spot the liar here's how to spot a bad headline um, this is a good post for that and it shows with a video example of exactly what to look for uh, in, in these things uh, and it's just good information to know like again there are still certain jump in and jab anti interactions that will happen in this game that will still happen however uh, I'll also posit to you that in a lot of cases they have buffed your other grounded normals uh, in a couple of different ways of well making their hitbox hurtboxes better which you can check with the hitbox uh, interactive thing I shared earlier, the SS SF5 diff app on their website. Check that out if you're wondering what it looks like now. 
because your hitboxes for your anti-airs are better. That's awesome. Uh, and a lot of times they've they've nerfed the jab anti-airs to make people flip out much further away. Uh, so there are certain fixes. It's not it's not all there to be like completely fair and clear about jab anti-airs. Like if you still want to cry about it, I I have a tissue for you. It's fine. I have a shoulder. It's it's welcoming. It's a warm welcome. Come into my embrace as we cry about jab anti-airs and I'll pat your head and tell you to adapt. That's okay. Uh, moving on. Other cool stuff. This is where we're getting into highlights because there's infinite highlights. We have a stream. I, I Someone took like a, a Slurpee machine and slapped this highlight sticker on it and just turned it on in the inside of the the R Street Fighter and then they left and now there's just a constant stream of highlights flowing throughout the R Street Fighter store and it's I can't I need you guys to hold your eyeball buckets up to these highlights and catch them all because it's making a mess I don't have enough mops for this shit first one I'll pull up is an Abigail highlight from Whackbot uh, and it's just a bunch it, this is this is a really good one it's a about four minute long video of kind of everything that Abigail is capable of uh, in terms of damage in in Arcade Edition. Because uh, guess what? Abigail is a beast in Street Fighter V. Uh, his combo ability is bananas, and I love it. I love me some some broken ass damage. This is some good shit. Uh, and goes through a whole bunch of different scenarios, different ways you would want to hit your opponent, give a different meter. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, so check that out if you either A, want to play Abigail, or B, defend against Abigail. If you want to get an idea of where he's probably wanting to go with uh, combos and combo extensions and where his resets might be. Uh, so that's awesome. Uh, next one coming up. Desk. I missed you, buddy. I missed Desk. I kind of also miss game systems which allow desk to go truly bananas, uh, but this is some good stuff. Uh, this Ryu desk combo video is fantastic. Uh, if you're not familiar with who desk is, uh, this dude uh, puts together combo reels, highlight videos along with the music that he makes um, of some really interesting it used to be like a lot of really cool juggles, one frame lengths, very long combos. Uh, and he does a lot of that. Just shows you some of the more broken shit in the fighting games that he plays and you know, runs these exhibitions on. Uh, so good to see Desk back in AE. And perhaps we're going to see more of this. Hopefully we get to see more of this because hopefully there's some more broken combos in AE. I want to see some fun shit. I love broken fighting games. All the best ones are broken in fantastic ways. I love it. Uh, and this is cool stuff. Uh, and the music's good. Desk has a lot of music. Check out his... I don't know. Just check out his YouTube channel. Give the guy a follow. It's good stuff. Okay. Moving on to other stuff. Problem X. Oh, boy. Now we talked about Abigail getting buffs, but... Uh, I don't know if you heard about this character, Laura. Uh, and I said this before. I didn't even look at the patch notes, but the ability to cancel out of Thunderclap into V-Skill... Even looking at that on paper, I was like, you're not going to be able to see any of these mix-ups at all. Because I think her EX Thunderclap is one of her best abilities to get mix-ups. And now she can cancel out of it. So it's like, okay. Uh, just try and guess. Just look at this video and the first time you see it, think, which way would I hold block here? 
which direction do I hold? And then consider that she has command grab, and then consider that if she stuns you, you die. Like, period. Uh, she seems a little broken. Uh, she has been nerfed in the neutral a little bit. I think she might have to slow play things a little bit. Um, I think that's fine. I'm not... I'm not entirely sure if... I haven't made the decision in my head to say, like, hilarious broken, or just like, oh, goodness, this is like... You're going to see it once, maybe, and be ready for it. I don't know. Hard to say when you know, the the meaty comes after that, if it's a command dash, but uh, it's hard to say exactly how tough these are going to be to deal with, but they look pretty fucking difficult, and there are a lot of people out there posting even more difficult-looking setups for Laura. Uh, so I'm not looking forward to having to block against this shit, I'm going to tell you right now. Not looking forward to it, but also kind of am looking forward to it, because then you learn it. And hopefully, next time you guess correct. Hopefully. Uh, but Laura seems kind of broken, and I love it. Uh, Mika seems to have some uh, some good mix-ups as well. Uh, things that she has th where she can get that mix-up in the neutral. Uh, specifically with V-Trigger 2. Now, I think someone did the math. I think it was Fubarduck. Uh, Fubarduck on Twitter who did the mental math of... You know, how much V-meter she needs versus how many mix-ups she gets. Uh, and that V-trigger 2, for the most part, is probably going to be the V-trigger that most people are going to go with to get the most amount of mix-ups to, uh, to end up ending your opponent if she pops a V-trigger or, or something along those lines. But this one shows a very tricky mix-up where it's the chair comes out and she does a neutral jump and whatever side she lands on, it's... It's anybody's guess, and she can change it up in, in certain ways, so watch this clip to defend against this and see where her positioning is, like, get familiarized with the timing, maybe try and set this up in training mode to, like, understand and see what might be coming. Same is true of the, of the lore mix-up I just showed. Just try and set this stuff up in training mode so you can at least familiarize yourself with it um, and, and prepare yourself so you can lube up, get ready. Um, that's, that's what I recommend. That's what's recommended in a Geese Gym third plug at the top third edition third plug okay next fun bit i love things like this gift formatted gift formatted tech i love it uh abuki kind of got hit with the nerf stick uh but this shows up off a pretty hard to block mix up of popping v trigger two and then doing the command dash uh hard kick command dash and going up and over the opponent and like perhaps causing a cross up depending on the timing uh because you can manually time it uh, looks hard to block, but also, I will say, doesn't really deal a whole lot of damage. Like, this this Kami is above 50% health after getting hit with the mix-up. And it's like, this you can fight at 5. If you got hit with a mix-up and you didn't lose all your health, then why play that character? But, again, that's just, I don't know, I'm just kind of funning with that, but it's cool. Uh, maybe, again, familiarize yourself with this mix-up. It's good stuff. Good to learn. On to the character that got some changes that I am personally uh, very excited about. Uh, Alex, his V-Trigger 2. Thoughts by Trigger Shadow Niner. Trigger Shadow... I was trying to think if there was like an O-Niner joke, but it's not. It just happens to roll off the tongue that way. Uh, anyway, 
I don't read this out, but dig into this because there's some good comments in here as well. Uh, but he basically summarized, uh, he or she, or they summarized Alex's second V-Trigger and what he's capable of. So if you don't know what Alex has now, he's got a DT. When he pops the V-Trigger, he has access to DDT or a sleeper choke, uh, both of which leave him plus 12. Um, and at that point, he can lariat. Uh, he can get that crush counter. Uh, he can follow up the command grab. He can do a lot. He's very close. Uh, DDT is crouchable, which kind of sucks, and which I thought in my head. And I saw that, and people were, you know, why is DDT whiff on crouchers? It doesn't necessarily make sense. It does come out fast. I get it. But whiffing on crouchers, come on. But then my head only gets to thinking about Hakan in Street Fighter Four who had uncrouchable setups because if you don't know the system the systems haven't changed uh from four to five of standing mm, i don't know if this is entirely true true for throwable hurt boxes so i might be lying to you but however i do know that it does work this way of in five you have two frames of which you are still considered considered standing like your hurt box is it's those transition frames of standing to crouching where your hurt box is still standing, but you will be able to block lows if you're just holding down back. So let's say you block an overhead and then because you have to block that standing and then you block a crouching light kick from down back. So let's say you block the first hit high and then hold down back. My question is, uh, and this is what Hakan could do. He could combo you into uh, say the setup is forward light kick into oil dive which is again a throw that only catches standing if you were standing for that stand light kick or he hits you standing beforehand and comboed into it and then canceled that stand light kick into an oil dive even if you were holding down back he would still catch you he would still grab you because your hurt box was considered standing there was a way to avoid that by, and you can do this in four or two, uh, let's say to avoid getting hit by an instant overhead, you can force a crouching hurt box by pressing normal, like crouching normal. So you can press like a crouching jab or crouching light kick, and that will force you to crouch because you'll cancel out of the, the crouching animation, those two frames transition out of those two frames into crouch. You do that automatically. Um, if you would press a button, but that could be dangerous. If you're eating some pressure, mashing buttons might sometimes be a risk. Uh, so I don't know if Alex has this. I'd be interested to see if he does have it. That could be some hot shit. I would love to see it. So I'm probably going to test that tonight and see if he does, because that interests me. Some un uncrouchable setups where you think, I'm holding down back. How did I get thrown by, by a move that only hits if you're standing that's bullshit and then break some people's brains i mean i'm into some of that i'm into that hot, hot bullshit but guess what alex more buffs yammy drop 2.0 so if you remember what this was beforehand where alex would do a hard punch flash shot into his uh into his power bomb i actually think it's called something else whatever he cancels out of it but regardless his command grab he would do hard punch flash shot but a late canceled command grab. And that was kind of a mix up of, you know, do you try and press buttons 
after the after the hard punch flash chop to punish because he's close or do you try to avoid the command grab because he could cancel out of it uh, they had, they took that out of the game of the flash chop into his power bomb command grab uh, but have replaced it with his V-Trigger command grab. So we were talking about it earlier, not the DDT, but the sleeper choke. Uh, but he has to do it late. It has to be a late cancel. It's that hard punch flash chop, late cancel into his his V-Trigger command grab, and it puts people on a mix-up, and I love it. That's some hot broken shit that I can't wait to exploit, and it's great. Uh, so Alex players out there, congratulations. Yami drop is back. Okay, moving on to the next bit of tech. Again, pointed out that was on Twitter. That was Twitter. A lot of these have been on Twitter. Think about that. Think of where these are going to go. If you want to post a mix-up that no one's going to be able to find in a week or two, post that shit on Twitter. Like this one, which is an Akuma V-Trigger 2 cross-up dive kick. Dive kick's crossing up again. It's Street Fighter V. This, this is going to break some people's brains because typically when you see that dive kick in the corner uh, with Street Fighter V, you think, oh, that won't cross up. But guess what? You got to worry about it now. This is a bad situation, folks. Uh, and with some characters, you'll be able to stun them and kill them with the combo sequence that has been explained uh, in this video, at least. So at least take a look at this setup. Familiarize yourself with it. Get ready to see that late dive because it is kind of a late like a low canceled dive kick so the positioning and when you are in the corner be aware of that that's all i'm going to say uh and beware of that combo uh a last bit of information i want to share with you guys before we head into the next segment of the podcast is infiltration ran through all of the season three balance changes uh not the the hidden ones uh, just the the ones that were listed, and he went through every single character. It's a very long stream, uh, and it's good stuff. Uh, if you care at all about your character or just want to get into the nitty-gritty, uh, Infiltration's a very smart player. Like, Dude doesn't just play one or two characters for show or for tournament-wise. Dude plays everybody competently. That's kind of been his MO for a very long time. Uh and he runs down. It is a a bumping up on nine hour stream where he goes through all of it. So there are timestamps, uh, and this was put together by Fatality and ninety three Rus. Uh, Fatality, shout out to my man. He's always posting good information. Uh, this is good stuff. Uh, so if you care about your character and want to take a look at the changes, uh, Infiltration digs through and what those things might mean. Uh, he goes through combo options, uh, potential combo options, and maybe like what defensively this means for you. Uh, it's very fun, uh, and he is I'm not necessarily sure, necessarily sure if he's the greatest teacher in terms of explaining exactly what is happening at that time, uh, but if you're at least somewhat familiar with fighting game stuff and, you know, looking at a character and character's moveset and having an idea of what that can mean in your head. If if you can look for that stuff, this is very useful because he digs through all of it. Uh, and it's, I don't know, personally, I think nine hours is pretty succinct when you're going through. It's pretty much what you're going to look for. Uh, and this is like day one stuff. Uh, highly recommend checking that out. And because it's a wealth of information, it's a big old fountain. Uh, 
And that wraps it up for AE Talk. I talked about you know, a couple of highlights, a couple of mix-ups to look out for. That stuff is just flowing all that. Like, as I'm saying this, there are highlights and mix-ups that have just been posted to our Street Fighter that I can't even talk about right now. They're all over the place. I'm a buck, my bucket isn't ready for this stuff. And throw the sawdust out for this stuff. There's, it's all over the place. Uh, but what we tend to do at the end of the show is wrap it up. If there haven't been any, you know, long long form user questions, which this week there wasn't. The only questions I got were about like, how do I get a Geese Gym? And then I covered that at the beginning of the show. So don't worry about it. Geese Gym's cool. Also, by the way, speaking of which, I should talk about this again because I didn't cover it in the beginning, but I've said that Geese Gym is available uh, now in a number of different regions. Uh, it is listed on Amazon.ca for Canada, but it will not be available for another 30 days. It's just how the distribution chain works. It was like that for the other books. I don't know why. It sucks. Uh, but you gotta wait 30 days for it to be available for Canada. Uh, but for all of those regions, uh, this is not true. For the U.S. at least, I'm not sure of which regions this applies to. Uh, it's, it's not, it is not clear. But at least for .com in the U.S., if you buy the paperback, you can get the digital download for either Kindle version for free. You can just, it will appear free in the store and you just get it. Uh, but what I'll say to that is that as of right now, they're not linked. I don't have any control over how they appear on Amazon and I have some control, but I don't really have total control or full control like I would want to. Like right now it lists Quasi who did the fantastic artwork. Like look at that artwork. It doesn't say that he did the artwork. It says that he's an author. I don't know why. It just happened to be that way. Uh, again, don't have control over that. I think he's a fantastic artist. By the way, if you want to commission some art from him, check him out on Twitter, Quasimodo X on Twitter. Uh, but that's beside the point. Uh, it will become available eventually, like soon. Literally soon is my answer to you guys because I, I do not know when. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. I don't know what soon means, uh, but it will be soon. Uh, and that will do it for all of the segments today. But the last bit that we always like to do, a good bit of fun, some good FGC history. Uh, so let's get into it. One of my favorite matches of all time. I've been alluding to this one all podcast. So let's check this one out. Evo 2013 infiltration versus PR Balrog. If you were there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So this was during Infiltration's huge run of just bodying everybody and being such a top player, just with multiple characters. He plays Akuma, or he mained Akuma in, for the majority of the life cycle of Street Fighter IV. And Chun Li. I don't know. He played fucking like you can't say he mained anybody. But during Super Street Fighter Four Arcade Edition, Arcade Edition, uh, he played Akuma, and the Akuma Balrog matchup, at least in my opinion, I thought was in favor of Akuma, specifically for a particular OS that Balrog just had to hold. It was one where Akuma could demon flip uh, Palm and option select the recovery of that and basically punish anything that Balrog could throw out. He couldn't wake up with the reversals. He couldn't, you know, press buttons. He couldn't anti-air it. He, he couldn't focus backdash. He just had to hold it. Uh, 
and that made that made it very difficult for Balrog on wake up. Uh, however, uh, in this set, uh, PR Balrog gets to very close to winning. He gets to uh, two to one, effectively. Uh, he's got infiltration against the ropes, as a boxer might be wont to do. Uh, but then, oh, 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 but then, infiltration makes a counter pick that not a lot of people saw coming. The crowd, if you were there, the crowd was like, what is any of this? This doesn't make sense at all. Uh, and they were hype as hell. And I was too, because this shit made me so excited. Uh, but Infiltration switches to Hakan. And a lot of people didn't see it coming. But when I saw it, I thought, this makes so much sense. Because the history of this is that, and I'll share the link to this video as well. But a um, couple months before Evo, I saw a very long exhibition set of Infiltration playing Hakan versus... Coco, uh, who's a Fei Long player, and I, for as long as they played, which was probably like a little under 45 minutes straight of sets, just match after match after match, I don't think that Fei Long took a set at all in that entire 45 minutes. And Infiltration show, like puts on a show, a Hakan show uh, of like all the resets and tech that Hakan is capable of. Like, the dude knows it. And then he puts on, he, he selects, he does his counter pick of Akan against PR Balrog, who is no slouch. He nearly beat him here at Evo 2013. Infiltration switches to Hakan, and it, that is the oil slide. It, it, we've lubed up the slide. It is oiled, and it was all downhill for PR, PR Balrog. Uh, very exciting match. Uh, kind of comes down to the wire. Uh, I loved it. It's one of my favorites, so I'll share this video with you guys. And also, I'll share that exhibition match as well. It's a little bit of a low-quality stream, but it at least shows what Hakan was capable of uh, at the time. This wasn't even Hakan's uh, best form. I thought Hakan got a lot of good, really good buffs in Ultra, so like, there's still some things that Hakan is lacking in AE that Infiltration is able to, to deal with and still you know, bot PR Balrog with it. Uh, but it's one of those things that's like, this match... For me, personally, uh, one of my favorites of all time for the interesting character counterpick. And I don't know, I'm a, I'm a Hakan apologist. We talked about this earlier. He chose Hakan. I chose Hakan. You guys should choose Hakan as well. So have Hakan in your hearts moving forward uh, as you go through AE. Hopefully we can hope. Cross your fingers for season four, folks. I know you're thinking it. It's what we're all thinking. It's not what we all voted. Uh, but anyway, that wraps it up for another edition of RSF Radio. A little bit of stuff at the back end. Uh, I'm Joe Monday. You can find me on Twitter at Super Joe Monday on Twitter or Joe underscore Monday on the subreddit. If you have any questions or comments, uh, please leave them in any, like when we post this to our Street Fighter or leave it in the leave it in the comments, the YouTube comments. I'll look at those as well. Uh, other than that, uh, if you don't mind, I'd, uh, I'd love it if you guys could post reviews for the... post your reviews on iTunes uh, for the podcast. That just helps get the word out. I know there are a lot of people who just only listen to the podcast. Um, and that just helps spread the word through that. So if you think this is a good... Uh, oh my God, this is a fantastic cancel. I'm, wa I'm like watching this video as, as I'm... <laughs> As I'm running out the credits here, uh, and it 
just bring me back, man. It's so good. This match is so good. Uh, anyway, uh, post reviews on iTunes. Uh, and if you don't mind, if you, if Keith's gym has helped you out, uh, please leave reviews on Amazon as well. Uh, because as it turns out when a lot of people reviewed the, the first edition when it came out a lot more than the second edition and the third one has none. Uh, and in terms of their search engine optimization, it will push the first and second edition over the third edition. So to help people find it, the third edition is like, there's a lot more information in it. Like it is all of the information of the previous versions plus like 10 chapters and then some like, I was looking at this earlier today, but like the thickness, I mean, third edition is like thick edition. It's, it's fat by like a visible magnitude in video format. Uh, but that's the show. We'll be back next week, folks. Uh, until next time, stay salty, my friends. Uh, take care.